To another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swizz. And thank you for joining us for our St. Kilda team analysis where the premiums are thin and the rookies are thinner. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> that was good. That was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though. Um, and the talent is super thin. <laughs> Steel and Marshall aside, and maybe the possible breakout of Clark, I mean, what the fuck have they got going for them? So. Uh, and I do like the Saints, and I thought they'd had some great prospects at a top eight, but when you look at their list, it's like, how are they winning games, mate? I have no idea. Um, anyway, that's where we are, and that's how we go. Now, let's have a look at their little fixtures to start with. But before we do, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. You can also look us up on any audio platform, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it, and on the YouTube. Uh, yeah, just search for us, Supercoach Insider. You'll find a channel with our ugly mugs on it, and as well as Wizards Ugly Mug, but not tonight because, you know, stuff him. Swizz, let's talk about the opening draw. Do you reckon that's pretty soft? Oh, well, it's soft if you're another team bar St. Kilda. Um, <laughs> That first Mate, one's a doozy. I, I get divided by the Saints. We have a lot of great people at our cricket club, including one who's a, you know, a senior coach or a senior assistant coach down at St Kilda. So there's a little bit of a soft spot for him. And then, but then I remember Cooper, Gretch, and some other fogs out there in the Twitter world <laughs> and that. And then I just go, "Fuck! I hate these guys. Just you, fucking hate them." Not as much as West Coast and Essendon, but fuck me. But yeah, now they do have some interesting games. First up, you know, Collingwood, Frio away, no chance there. The Tigers, I get spanked there. The Hawks at the G, so that'll be interesting. They don't play the G that well. <laughs> the Suns they should beat, and that, and then it really gets a bit tough. You know, the Giants away, Port, Melbourne, don't Geelong. Don't the Saints continually yeah. beat Richmond though? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> Please, mate. Fuck, I love the bias. And this, uh, even the bias in there. So Port out and I'm like, oh, yep, they're going to lose this first one, and then oh, it's against Brisbane. Next minute, you're like, oh, tough matchup that first one, Collingwood, <laughs> and then Swiss is talking about the draw. Oh, yeah. Pies, pies in round three, they'll get fucking flogged there. Collingwood currently have a best 18 that would rival the top four. Like, it's, it's fine. It's, like, it's good. That's round four when things start to crumble, when they all get back injuries from carrying the team for so long. Yeah. They, they also call that the Patrick Cripps effect. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never been the same, especially not this year, buddy, because I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, Georgie Hewitt is out averaging uh, Paddy Cripps this year. Oh, it was one preseason uh, game. It was one time. <laughs> By one point, by the way, and I'll take it to the bank because you owe me 50 bucks based on right now. Let's go. <laughs> There's no cash here, Chris. Cash, <laughs> no. No cash No here. cash That's here. true. We do have some nice little scotch here that we might break out, but we're on the um, on the old uh, Burleys again for those uh, playing at home. We're recording Shane at the same time. Shane fucking Milroy. I do believe legend. we're going to be uh, going on to... Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, sorry about that. That was a little bit violent there. But, um, the old Japanese. Yes, getting into a little bit of this. Single malt. So I think that well, might what, be on the what cards. What do you think I should go, boys? Should I stay with the mojito or should I go the Fijian rum? I think you oh. should go for the lions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great Fee, uh, story about Fijian rum. rum. It started with the first time I ever drank and ended up in a bowl somewhere around a toilet. So, yes, uh, good old Fijian rum it always works. That's the job, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so let's have a look and go straight into the premiums because it comes no higher than Jack Steele, 685k. It's a pretty price, 
pretty pot price pretty to pr- pay, Junior. It's a heavy price to pay if you, you can't want. Can't even read. <laughs> so How so do you good. expect him to fit inside the building? <laughs> um, okay, so he played Not 22 games, universe, averaged 126. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to have nerves of steel. Um, average 126. Now, the back end of the year, though, the last seven, 135. He did dip at a nice price point, had a few low games, so people could jump on him. I think it was, was it about 570 or 560? Yeah, he got just below 600 and went, ooh, ooh you're in. And Let's then everyone go. was on there. So he, apparently he stand out on the track over the summer. It's the usual, what was it, running on top of the grass, burning up the track. Um, yeah. All of the expletives. Pretty much. Man now, of steel. He, here's the one thing that I will say for steel. He had, I think it was the most 150 plus scores out of anyone in the competition. Mm. He had five scores over 150 last year. That's pretty good. That's not the run reason why I'm picking him though. What is it? Is it the new rules? The it tackle? Is. It is 100 percent that. He's the um. He's obviously the one that attempts the most tackles in the league, and he makes the most tackles in the league as well. But hopefully, we see an adjustment uh, with the rules and how they interpret holding the ball this year. So those that are laying more tackles should get rewarded more. And what we do know is, first of all, that's an effective tackle. Second of all, that's a uh, contested uh, disposal from that uh, that possession gain. So it's a lot of points to be getting uh, you know, holding the ball decisions for. Ratton must be happy about 10 months later. He was saying, you know, well, usually when you get tackled, you get rewarded. What's the point in fucking tackling? Because he just kept laying tackles on everyone and didn't get rewarded. I, I like that. I, I reckon they should 100% reward the tackler. It's, it's going to hopefully mitigate people playing for, um, you know, a, a large percentage of people, when they get wrapped up, they know they can probably get rid of the ball, but it's not going to get rid of it to an advantage situation. So they try and hold the ball and try and develop a holding the ball, a ball up situation. I agree. I get rewarded for my tackle daily. Um, Swizz, what do you think? <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I think it should reward the ball winner and that friggin' let the players try to break lines and move the ball on. But Jack Steele. Oh, wow. <laughs> Patrick Cripps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not him. Uh, Jack Steele. Yeah, I've had him in and out. I love the new tackle rules. This guy's a tackling machine. We said there's some good games for him early. God, the hurt factor for him is amazing. Because when this guy goes, as, as your boys pointed out, the 140s above, I just, yeah, it's like from around 11 last year, 154, 140, 126, 132, 154, 149, 145, a 109, a 158, and a 155. Mm. That's like, it's just if this guy's going, you want to uh, you want to be on him. So I, I really don't like the fact if he's not in my team. So he's a big, big he's possibility one, to guys. start. He's an interesting one. Are we choosing Jack Steele or Jack McRae if you could only have one? I'm probably going Steele because I think McRae's a little bit more capped these days with their midfield with Trelaw, Dunkley, Bond. Um, you still got Hunter through there, Bailey Smith if he gets his head right. I agree. Um, I mean, realistically, so, you're looking at Steele to get all 3,300 points. <laughs> that's for, for that, that, Kilda that's player, St. Kilda right? in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, St. Kilda fans, but you literally have one player and he's come from the GWS. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, and, and also... Um, they've got as, as, as many good players as they have premierships, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hita Shaw, shout out to you. Um, try, on, a, on, a, on that topic, rank, rank those, rank the top four. That was McRae, Steele, Miller, Oliver. Ooh. Well, I, I, I personally, I'm with you. I think Steele's the best. Um, I would go Steele, McRae, 
Uh, who's the other two? Uh, uh, Took and Clayton. Oliver oh. and then Took probably. See, I... That is those last two are really hard because uh, just so the people playing home are aware, then they probably are. But Took was the second on that list in terms of tackle attempts and tackles made, so you would expect him to get a bump. But Clary is just that guy that, first of all, he's very consistent most weeks, and then he plays Gold Coast or he <laughs> plays St Kilda, and he or just Adelaide goes insane. He turns into Beast Mode seven point and drops a two hundred on you. And you want to be on Clary when he's doing that. Um, How'd that feel last year, Chris? Oh, it didn't feel good. You said, I've, I've got to get Clary. Good. And then two weeks Clary. later, I've got to get Clary. So, yeah. I mean, look, I, th- I think uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts is probably more the Took style. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, so, we yeah, one steal for me, two McRae. And then, for that reason, I'm probably going Hurt Factor. I'm going Clary and then Took. See, I'm going Steel, Clary, McRae, Took. See, I was looking at fading really? McRae as well. It's one of those funny ones because it's price it's, a factor here, guys. Oh, no, it's, no it's, I, I just think he's more capped. Like McRae, you know what you're getting out of him. He's going 120 to 125 every week. So that Isn't I just that, think. Don't you just love to pay that though. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm still concerned that when he was, you know, when they had a full complement, right? So they were mm-hmm. looking at playing him wing, and uh, I think the the faster kind of style of play does help him because they look to get it in his hands, but. When you look at yeah, Trelaw coming back in, Dunkley coming back in, those two guys missed quite a lot last year. The year before that, he started on the wing, didn't average very well, and then sort of was playing more outside. You know what I mean? So it's one of those ones for me where it could be the times are changing as far as getting, you know, and you also have Bazang, um, Bloody Bailey Smith. Yep. Coming Baslenka. in. Bazlenka. Yep. coming into that fold as well. You know, so it's one of those ones. And then you, Libertori can only play one role. We already know that. Whereas at least McRae and can, lead at it as well, well. McRae like can be, he can be flexible. Pinch hitter, you know. And they can't be selfish at the dogs because they have so many of them, and we haven't even spoken about Bontempelli. Like it's just ridiculous. So I think for me, seventy percent forward this year. <laughs> Bont. In my um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. What, what do you think about that? Um, do you think do you, do you think Steele's number one though? For that yeah, I like him. I've, I haven't had I haven't had him not in my side because of their soft draw. And because of the tackling numbers we were speaking about. Yeah. I, so, I, he's, I, I, he, I think he's a great pick. So, Andy. for draft, is he going pick one, guys? In With captains, it's tough. Who's going pick one? Because that's that's, a, that's really interesting in draft. Uh, I've I'm, seen Grund, Grundy's been going. these drafts that I'm in. Grundy, McRae, and Steele, I think, are usually around that top four <laughs> picks, give or take. See, I personally would take Steele pick one. It, in my opinion, I think he's got he's got a, a scope for upside. We've already seen what he can do with a scope for upside. Like I think he's underpriced. I think this year's probably he's going to be his biggest year personally. So for me, Jack Steele is a must-have. If you've got a minute, if you've got number one pick, you're picking him. And if if he slides to you, you've got pick two or three. Mate, you thank your lucky stars that they pick someone else who's probably not going to perform as well. Yeah, if it's so, a so the two, sorry, sorry mate, you got, the two drafts that I'm um that I've had in at the moment, which is standard drafts. He's gone pick three in both, but he's been the second taken midfielder with one of the rucks going before. And, and who was the in first? Both. What, McRae? Must have been. McRae was the first both yeah. times. See, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I'm not going to you know, have two words bad to say about McRae. I just think, like you said, McRae's not necessarily a cap, but we've seen what McRae can do. It's it. That's it. Where he's at is where he's going to be. I just think that Steele potentially has another level, personally. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes this year, but I'm I'm all on the steel train. Toot, toot. And you got to remember, like toot, toot. again, 
Exactly what you just said. <laughs> or Tuk Tuk. Western Bulldogs have they've, that, that, that points they've Plus got to Thor, share. Right. Now, they have more points to share because they actually are a winning team, unlike St Kilda. However, who else is taking points from Jack Steele? Like, who? Literally. No. There really isn't anyone that is a real premium scorer in that entire Saints team. So, I, I suppose we, that leads us into the other pre, well, premiums in a nutshell. But, um, Rowan Marshall, I mean, that's... Yeah, that was a very big steal. But I think that's probably the most important part of the St. Kilda podcast. Um, yeah, well, there's two plays about it, isn't it? It's Marshall and Steele. That's the that's yep. the most important part to it. So and Marshall. I think McRae, well, McRae started like a couple of good games about round four and five. But, yeah, he went berserk around round nine, ten when Dunkley was out. And I think yeah. Trelaw was out by then as well. So, of course, he was taking more of the burden. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Still, who's taking the fucking points? Like they've got a lot of they've got a lot of midfielders, but not really good ones. All right, Marshall, five hundred thirty-six thousand. Now hasn't missed a beat all preseason, running on top of the grass and all that jazz. Um, now the reason why it is a bit hyped, Ryder obviously was it did his Achilles or he was hamstring and then Achilles. Can't remember the order in which, but uh, one hundred sixteen average for the last six rounds, which is why everyone's getting really jacked up on Marshall. Let's not forget he only played 13 games at an average of 98. In his first three games he played, he averaged 89. In the next four games, he averaged 79 and a half. But that big back end, boys, and a tall ruckman that has a meaty back end, I tell you what, everyone starts to get <laughs> a little bit excited. Ryder, he's still not back from his Achilles injury. He won't be playing round one, so it's a slow and steady approach. Rowan Marshall, it's uh, I don't but know I don't know what the I ownership think is. I tipped him to come back early in the season, though. I think it's not oh, yeah. like it's not like he's not going to be <laughs> playing half the year, guys. He's going to be probably playing within the first four rounds. And they like both in the team. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, I, I like there is such a risk, and we, we've seen this constantly. Why pick Marshall when you know that Ryder is going to be in that mix? I, I don't. I know why people picking him, and it's because there's a lack of options in the in the ruck line. Six percent. But I personally think that it is just such a wasted pick. Like, uh, if Ryder goes down, 100%. If Ryder went down for the season, he would be arguably the number one, like, two ruckman. Like, he's got to be in the top two, right? Yeah. I just can't see you wanting to pick him at this stage of the preseason, leading into round one, knowing Ryder's going to come back, not knowing what sort of impact that's going to go in. Question marks going all over the place. St. Kilda having the squad that they do. I just... Oh, I draft relevance, sure, but I can't. I know, Swiss, you tell me why, because I know you've been a little bit hot and then really cold and then back and forth. You've been sort of been switching a little bit. I have, and that's all because of how Ryder's injury update goes. Um, the Originally, I liked Marshall when it first came out because I thought, oh, that'll be good. He'll um, play more forward early. He'll get his dual position and I'll get him there. And then hopefully, well, you don't want to hope Ryder goes down for his sake, but Ryder's probably going to pick up an injury at some point just on, you know, history. (laughs) And then Marshall gets that ruck time and you've got a forward who can, you know, score 100 plus. Great. Oh, absolutely. If he gets forward. And then when I heard Ryder had done a hammy and done an Achilles, I'm like, here we go, Marshall, number one ruck. No one's bloody challenging. But now the the rumor is that they're going to sign this uh, Jack Hayes um, yep. as a bit of support as well. So they obviously are a bit concerned about Ryder, which means they want to keep Marshall as a bit of a forward target when they can. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not – I've gone back off him again. So, yeah, it's just it, – it, as the news comes out of St Kilda, I either get excited or not. And if I'm that wavy around someone, um, I won't pick them. But not only that, if, if, if say, 
let's say Ryder does miss one or he misses two, Marshall's playing pure ruck, right? That's just going to skew his percentage anyway in the first six rounds. He's not going to get DPP yeah, yeah. if he plays a mm. couple of ruck games. So it's going to actually, yeah, ideally, he would have played forward. Yeah, he, would, he should have played forward. Ryder plays a bit of ruck. But if Ryder's underdone, then it's probably a little bit more of a 50-50 anyway to start. Not to mention that Marshall's like body is not good anyway. So he hasn't been the most reliable person on the field. Like, so the, there's so many question marks. I I don't want anything to do with it. I, I like he's a guy that I could see if I gets forward status, I could upgrade him in my forward line, and I'd be happy with it. But there is no way that I'm taking a risk on Marshall as a number two ruckman in my side right now. Not and in, even in draft leagues as well, people are jumping. There's not many rucks, mm. so people are jumping so early. They're oh. getting they're getting Marshall, getting Lyset. set. They're going like fifth round. I'm like, how fucking dumb. What's his ownership percentage? I'd love six. To Marshall, Marshall's six. Marshall's a six. Yeah, I said that before. Six okay. percent. That's, 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 bench. that's yeah. And I mean, that's um, Riley O'Brien's well, three percent. And, and this is people, which I can't understand, because a lot of people play 10 or 12 draft leagues, and they're like, oh, shit, got to tap one of these rucks. So I'm in a 14-team league at the moment. I'm the only prick without a ruck. And we're into the 12th round. And I'm still looking. So these are the rucks available still at the moment. Um, we've got uh, Segler Stanley. Um, you've got Flynn. You've still got uh, Draper in there. Um, and then you've got the Carlton ruck. So we talk about rucks. You know, even the worst ones can buddy score. Yeah, they're still going to score 80, 85. Score 80 and that. Yeah. So yep. why am I wasting a pick on somebody like, if it's going to be Marshall, who might only go 95 anyway, depending if Ryder's playing or not. So... Yeah, yeah. I always say you just fade the unless you're getting Grundy or Gorn, and looks like people are taking even you know Darcy in that first round too. I'm just not willing to freaking take a ruck, especially someone like Marshall. I think we've been blessed with Grundy and Gorn for so long that we forget how you know injury prone generally rucks are. Someone like even Sean Darcy, and I, we spoke about this a little bit on that pod. Is the only other one that I was on, by the way, guys. Um, it's seriously like okay he's he's just going to get injured again and I don't think he's ever played a full season ever and he's always got something he might have a back stress fracture or he might have something on his foot or whatever like there's always something with Darcy we've already had an injury scare in the preseason with Darcy and yes I think he's going to play round one but I guarantee you by round five we're already talking about trying to manage Sean Darcy like so outside of Gorn and Grundy who have been fairly reliable for games played and total points scored in Supercoach, there really isn't much else. People, oh, it was on Twitter today, people were saying how reliable Nick Nad is after he played every game last year. Like, do you <laughs> not, have you not seen Nick Nat's last seven years of games? Like, just take a chill pill and don't come at me with this stuff, all right? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like, so Rux obviously just get injured. And we just need to be aware of that. There's only two positions on the field, plus an R3 that's supposed to be a bailout in case of emergency. You really want to pick either A, cash cows, or B, reliability. That's why Granny's a lock. And it's why you shouldn't look at someone like a Marshall, in my opinion. Well, if Darcy is the pride of Fremantle, then where's the prejudice, boys, for Mr. Darcy? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you Googled that. To see. They can't I've see this, jo- Chris. He's, I've got a really good joke, but let me Google to make sure it's good. I was like, where the, I was like, where the fuck's Mr. Darcy from? How dare you? <laughs> oh, oh, good, good off times. the cuff, you know, it's always coming. All right, so I think the only other relevant player um, in, in terms of standard is probably Jade Gresham if we go right down to there. Oh, Hunter Clark, people are jumping on. No, Hunter Clark, 400,000. No Here's why they're not. Because Caulfield went down with a what? What was he? He was a major injury, right, Swiss? 
What was Caulfield's injury? I think he had the black lung, didn't he? he Caulfield. The <laughs> 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 I got the black lung pop. <laughs> he was coughing out in the field. Talk to me in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I got the black lung pop. He had the ACL, mate. Um, oh, yeah, he's done. Chris, right. you're an asshole. Sorry. Don't well, joke about Caulfield. Why did I join in on that? <laughs> I should know better. Um, yeah, so I really do unfortunately think that that is the end of Hunter Clark discussions for this season and we should just stop talking about it. I don't think he's going to have the year of the midfield like we all hope. And you've got to remember, unfortunately, St Kilda thinks that they have a whole bunch of good midfielders. <laughs> Brad Crouch. Did you guys watch that uh, awesome, I thought it was awesome, the documentary on Amazon Prime for um, what was for AFL? What was it called? Making Your Mark, was yeah. it? Yeah. It was awesome, yeah. and see Brad Crouch get ripped a fucking new one. Oh, by the Adelaide coach, <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, if you're not going to run two know, ways. Yeah, if you don't want to defend, mate, I don't even know why you're here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work out somewhere to send you next minute he wants yeah. to trade. <laughs> Brad Crouch is getting I out. I think it was, like, released during the trade period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, okay, we need to round out our train. So, Gresham, sell me on Gresham. Now, when we look at his price point... Uh, the Gresh is 299000 so he'll give you a 1K rebate on a $300,000 investment. Fully training, uh, ready for the preseason games. They're easing him in. He played a partial game, I think, in the trial game, and they are now ready for a full game, I think, against the Dons this week. Um, Swizz, are you on the Gresh train, or are you? if he plays well this weekend, could you be sold? No, I haven't been on the Gresh train, train at all. I have been partially on the Gresh train. I started. I had him in my first team. And then I went off, went cold on him when he, I think he got a, a little bit of a setback in the preseason. And then it's only now that I think he got, he worked back to full fitness and then had a setback. And then now he's only just working back again from that setback, which was a bit of a red flag to be honest, to begin with. He's also the most expensive of those sort of, you know, 250 to 300K forwards or 200 to 300K forwards that we're looking at. He does have scope to, to average well enough to be a stepping stone, but I'm not necessarily sure he's going to be a keeper. And then it's his role. So because of the setback, did they say, oh, look, he just his body's just not there for midfield? Because he's, in my opinion, the best attacking midfielder on the Saints list by a long shot. Um, but if he's playing half forward or out of a four pocket for a lot of the game, you're not going to see that and it's going to be completely wasted pick and he's not going to make you any money. So well, well, when he has that role, remember we used to make fun of Gresham. It was 50 or 100, 50 or 100, 50 or 100, which kills your cash gen anyway. So he needs that midfield. It's it's night and day. It's it's ridiculous. So it's um, I need to see like incredible improvement over these preseason games and I need to see the role like guaranteed locked in stone. I need to see the coach talking about it. Full game like, in that role. Has to, it has to have everything. Like, yeah, uh, no, not necessarily like full game. I don't mind if he switches forward, but I need to see him 70, no, I meant playing 70%. A, a good chunk, yeah. Like, yeah. And this is the same thing I want to see with Heaney. I haven't seen it yet. Again, Heaney's playing midfield. Heaney's doing all this. Stuff. Fuck off. Heaney comes out last week and plays like 60% mid. Like, maybe. <laughs> like, fucking classic. It's, it's the same as every and other no, year. And no Mills. Maybe. No Mills well, either. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I know we're going to talk about that on the next pod. I've just got actually a mate messaging me what live while we're actually doing this pod. He's just asked me, what's your thoughts on Gresh? And he's Ooh, like, fuck any in that. I'm not buying into the hype. Uh, so to Pondy, who does our Parkfield podcast, I'll give him a big shout out. But yeah, li- live messaging here about Supercoach plays, which is, which is <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, and, and that's the one person I'm actually considering... Um, taking Heaney down to Gresh 
depending <laughs> on role. It's, it's seriously going to be depend on the next couple of weeks. I'm or Heaney to Rowell with plenty well, of other options we spoke about as well. That allows me um, to do that, to boys, throw Rowell into midfield. Boys, we could talk about Gresham all day, but I digress. Um, we need to move on. Um, <laughs> the next one. Now, what if I could tell you, <laughs> what if I could tell you, you could own a former top six midfielder Ooh. for $255,000. <laughs> Is he going to play more than one game? <laughs> <laughs> well, he played two last year at an average of Oof. 67. So, um, now here's that, the that, thing. That should be the overs-unders bet with someone. How many games can he play? I reckon he plays five or more, Chris. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I like his game if he gets the role. I, I picked him up, what, two years ago in the back end as like a oh, Hail Mary pick. And he averaged like 100 over those last three games. But the problem with Hanbury, obviously we're talking about Hanbury, right? Yes, mate. Okay. It's it's a high-reaching <laughs> brand. Outside of his, like, where is his body's at? Because if he's not an elite runner, he's literally nothing to anyone. That's his only skill. He really isn't a great kick. He's not a great at a contested ball. His, his real strength is getting on the outside and he's spread from the contest. So if he doesn't have that, what the fuck does he have? So... Preseason, apparently he'd chant all the preseason, but on modified. So slow Sorry, and steady. No, you're right, man. Slow and steady, right? They're easing him up on minutes, so it looks like he'll probably start to play a little bit of games. Now, I don't know if that means he'll come out round one. I think he'll probably miss. I think they're ramping him up, but it's a slow and steady approach. Now, for really deep draft leagues, this is someone who you you could pick up and waiver, right? If he, oh, if bench. He, bench waiver, right? So here's the thing. He might not even be bench, if I'm honest. But yeah, well, he is in he, on field or... No, no, definitely not on field. Okay, right. Might, okay, 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 okay. Might, might leave him in a 12-keeper 12, 12, 12 league. If you, but if you're in playing in a, a 12 to 16 league, right, I reckon you could easily cherry pick this Hannah Berry and um, I reckon the fruits are uh, for the picking. Yeah. Um, one that is uh, interesting in draft leagues is... He missed it, Swiss. Sorry, oh, yeah, well, mate, I'm not done talking about Hannah. Oh, here. sorry, mate. You're going to actually... <laughs> oh, I said cherry picking. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick up Nick Caulfield. The fruit, oh, no. There's fruits to be had, <laughs> cherry picking, and you fucking move on. No, yeah. mate, I'm, I'm just going to bag out the Saints. Imagine, imagine picking a, up a guy for four years with a trigger for a fifth, and he's triggers to play 50 games. You're paying him 800K a year. And he's played 13 games. <laughs> uh, well, it's called every game, guys. Uh, okay, so, well, fair enough. Maybe not many games he's played. Is that what is, do you know what that is, his trigger? Or well, I'd what about Boyd is. from GWS, uh, number one, lots of money paid there. Uh, who's the Schnozenberry from Collingwood? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's Sh- right. And you should have got a Norm Smith. Well. Schnozenberry from Collingwood. Uh, came good, though. I can't really complain. Schnozenberry. Yeah. Looked like Adam he's, Sandler from that movie with a big schnoz. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Um, can I say, uh, so yeah, Hannah's, so you go, mate. No, no, mate, I was, that was it. I was just bagging him. But in the draft, in the draft, actually, he's, a lot of people aren't touching him. So he's not a bad one to throw on your bench. And then if he was to play, you know, he should score reasonable. But um, the problem is how many games you get out of him, as we, we talked about. Yeah. Um, now, the, the I think it's... Uh, Long, I believe, is playing quite a lot of uh, seventh man defender in the Saints back line. So he's one that I'd look to pick up on in uh, in a draft. I, I'm not sold on him at all in standard. But he, you know what's funny? He could come out in these two preseason games like he has in the last couple of years, absolutely hammer out a couple of scores and be like, oh, he's 243K. Maybe Ben Long's going to be a good pick. And look, he actually might be. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I just think, Maybe one to keep an eye on in these preseason games. 
maybe a bench option in, in draft in drafts. Uh, but obviously with Caulfield out, there is a spot there for a defender, and uh, that could be Ben Long. So a bit of a long shot. Mate, I love Ben Long because that Cooper idiot hates him. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope ben, Dude, I hope Ben Long has a fucking ripping year. I don't know why so many Saints fans hate Ben Long, but they don't just like not like him. Well, they're uh, like. Get him the fuck out of our team. Like, no, it's, it's, a, like, it's a valid thing, boys. Fuck, it's a valid though. thing. Apparently, Ratten is literally... Ratten loves dropping log. <laughs> he likes to take a squat and drop him log. I hear this firsthand. He told um, you in an email. Yeah, in an email. Moving now, on. Moving yes. on. I'll, gi- I'll give you Jack Bytel. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Out of mind. He's played 16 games. Good player. Uh, I think he was pick 40-odd a couple Has of years ago. Easily their second uh, best. Pick. 21 years old, 189 centimetres. I think he's a real draft smoky. I, uh, either way, I had a fucking fire call and you didn't fucking laugh about it. Thanks, Swiss. <laughs> I was fucking on fire. Did um, you hear what I said? No, I didn't hear you, mate. No, I said he's easily their second best mid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Actually, Hunter Clark yeah. is their best. Is their yeah, so right? Hunter, Hunter Clark, defender mid in draft leagues, boys. I'm actually optimistic enough for him to go 80 plus. I'm not going to be going crazy amounts of him, but would you pick him up at an 80 plus average, Hunter Clark? He won't make it that far. Someone will pick him at overs for sure, but I'm people aren't up, picking him at the moment. I think he just went in my draft Clark. around that. Yeah, I'm serious. Bullshit. I just fucking, get him. He just went there in the 13th round in a 14 man draft. Yeah, that's pretty low. That is late. Okay, and the <laughs> next one I have as a smoky as well for draft leagues is Jack Billings. Now, Nah, avoid. No, no, no. Playing Going forward, mate. Playing, yeah, exactly. So I'll pick him up. Six weeks' time, he'll probably average you 88 as a forward. <laughs> 88? Yeah. 88? Yeah, Jack Billings. First of all, they've got to kick goals. <laughs> 88? You're, what have you been smoking, bro? Fucking hell, I'm glad you're back, He'll Chris. be lucky to average 70 at best. I'll take 80. I'll take I'll unders take... and overs on 70. Let's go, right? <laughs> mate, I'm taking Ben's 88. I'm like, just fucking send the slab down now, mate. Nah, oh, take, you're backtracking. You're backtracking. Yeah, no, I'm backtracking because I, I feel like I can get better value out of this. 80 plus. I'm in. I'm in. Under 80? Under or over 80. Under 80. Dude, that's the best, that's the easy 50 bucks I've ever made. Jack Billings to average 80 or above. Well, you are just, woo. All right. Swiss, you want in on this action? No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, if it was a couple points more, I wanted 82. But Oh, come on. He only <laughs> averaged 83 last year. Yeah, I know. No, I know. <laughs> so hang on. So you're pretty much your, I am... You're I think that's it. I think that's his spot on what he's doing. Like that eighty is the, the best straight. you're getting out of him. Hang on, he's so the 80, best forward and, and sits, hits like seventy percent behind. Eighty point zero is me, yeah. So you're seventy nine point nine 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 and below. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a games minimum on this one? Should we have a games minimum on this one? <laughs> well, we he's actually do? pretty reliable, no, so I, I think you should. Uh, yeah, make it 17 games. You no, know he's not reliable at shots at goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you What's guys. his primary role? Shooting the fucking goal. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because if I lose all three bets, Chris will get an invoice for all this podcast time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so uh, Chris had a great year. That's uh, how many? That's, uh, uh, the car drove real good. Yep, that's 30, <laughs> 30 hours. And um, yes, that's $150, Chris. <laughs> Call it even. Call it I do it with my hands. All right, we need to round this up. I think that's pretty much it, boys. Now, um, everyone else, like the Joneses, the Crouches, etc., oh, well, pick, um, pick them as they there, lie. There is a rookie that's um, actually uh, not on the Supercoach list, but um, the Ruckman you were talking about earlier, Swiss. 102K, not yet named, yeah, is he? Is so he, he? Yeah, I don't think he's officially on the list, right? No, he's not. They're going to play him this week, but they're all the, 
pretty well all but locked in. He just hasn't signed the contract yet. Now, so yeah. if Ryder's out, then basically you have to get on. Is that kind of the, the well, gist? Well, I mean, here's the thing. The, the, the rumour is that he'll be a forward ruck um, a, a available option. And yeah. at 102K, there is no other right now in Supercoach 102K forward ruck. So a lot Over of Hayes? Yeah, well, I, I personally... So Charlie Combin's pretty much guaranteed to play. They've already said that they're looking at him to play in the forward line. Um, so he's a forward ruck at 123K. So you've got that flexibility then. You could potentially do Hayes, run Combin and this uh, other guy in your forward line. Hayes makes money, trade out a forward, move the other one into the ruck. Like there's, there's, it gives you a lot of flexibility. And what we again, what we know is if he's actually going to be playing in the ruck, even if it's forward ruck, then he's going to have the potential to score half decent as a 102K cash cow. So I think that there's um, – just keep an eye out. I'm not saying he's it's going to happen. He's but. not going to be f- a full-time ruck because he's actually a bit smaller than that. Yeah. But he's definitely – I think they look at him forward and then I guess they restructure a, a, a bit around. I think like, he could probably pinch hit but a I little think, bit. But I think Supercoach might put him as forward ruck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Supercoach definitely Yeah, will. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he will have enough of the you know 35% or anything like that if he's pure ruck or pure forward. Um, but I think that maybe that might line up from round one as a ruck forward. So how do you guys uh, not like Billings to go eighty plus? I just don't get it. You've seen Billings play, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he has averaged like ninety six as a forward before. He needs to so cash know. for for a guy with a surname like Billings. He needs to cash more checks, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> if he if he underperforms, I'll have to call him shillings because <laughs> he's costing me some shillings. Jack, Jack Hayes reminds me a little bit of like uh, you know Cooper Sharma coming in for them last year. Oh yeah, and just you know he was he was doing a good job for them. All right, right boys, I think that wraps us up here because otherwise we'll be talking all day on a non-relevant team. Oh, Sam hmm. Ross is a half decent shout. Yeah, have we talked Actually, about yeah, Seb? draft? Just well, fucking hell. Fucking, if we didn't speak twelve minutes, thirteen about CBAs. Steel. This guy yeah. won't shut up about him. <laughs> no, I just said I'm I'm watching Seb Ross this weekend because. He what he used to be a quite a dominant midfielder, and let's face it, they could use a dominant midfielder. So, uh, thirteen CBAs. I'm watching out if he has a similar role this week. I think he's an extremely large draft smoky. No one will pick him up, and you can throw him on the bench easily. And he could end up pushing and surprising you, getting close to a hundred mark. I think. Yeah, I also think uh, I agree with you. By the way, um, there's also like something to be said. One of the St Kilda backmen, and I don't know who it is, is going to actually pop off this year if they can stay on the park. They always have that one guy that averages quite well as a backman who's that release guy, release kicker. And the word is right now that Webster's coming back. Um, <laughs> now, that's the word. Don't quote me on it because Webster loves to get injured just like every other decent defender out there. Um, but so It's funny because I get um, emails. Are you getting like some pigeon mail? Because I bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Bird is the word. Um, no, I actually don't mind uh, Webster in, in a draft if you're just literally on the, you know, hanging on to some coattails of someone that might actually average well. I don't mind Webster. You've been on Webster's coattails for years. Um, yeah, I think that's a worthy shout out. Swizz, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll move on and digress. And Sydney Swans are next and they are highly relevant. So stay with us and um, look, we'll catch you then, everyone. Yep, sounds good. See you, mate.
boy. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 